and welcome to Talking About My Generation, a pop culture podcast dedicated to children in the 80s, 90s, and even into the 21st century. If you're new to the show, welcome. We'll be discussing movies, video games, and television shows on this episode, stuff that we grew up here with. Uh, again, I do have our co-host back, uh, Mike, TFG1 Mike. Hello. Hello, sir. And we are going to be discussing this week, uh, since we had a recent passing, Mm-hmm. And it's unfortunate. The guy has been known as Jaws. He's been known as uh, the big guy from Happy Gilmore. Uh, Richard Keel, unfortunately, passed away here this past week. And so we decided that we were going to actually cover a favorite movie of ours. I, I, I really he- hesitated at first to initially do some James Bond movies because he was Jaws in all those James Bond movies. But the problem with that is... Which James Bond movie do you pick? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think it's best to do Happy because I think most of the people of this generation, and at least the last, oh God, when did Gilmore come out? Ninety ninety six. Ninety. Jesus Christ, we're two we're two years away from its twentieth anniversary. I know. Um, God, I feel old. Um, I think it's better to do Happy Gilmore than it is to do some of the Bond films right now because a lot of people in the last you know, 20 years may or may not know James Bond. <laughs> yeah. And, and- you know, a, a lot of people that might listen to this show that are, that are more than 20 or you know, 21 years old, obviously they're going to know who James Bond is and know the movies. But to hit that, I, I guess you could say um, young audience – Gilmore is the better way to go. Yeah, and nothing against James Bond, but I think a lot of people in this generation here are probably thinking more of Daniel Craig or uh, Pierce Brosnan, Timothy Dalton being James Bond, rather than seeing any of the Sean Connery or Roger Moore stuff, which is where Jaws was, Richard Keel as Jaws was more prominent. So we'll go ahead and we're going to talk about, as we mentioned, Happy Gilmore, which was actually a goofy, I would say kind of a goofy comedy, uh, <laughs> starring Adam Sandler and Julie Bowen, uh, and of course, Shooter McGavin, Christopher McDonald. <laughs> uh, I, I gotta say, I, I mean, I, I love this film. When I first saw it, I was kind of like, okay. And, and at the time, I always thought that, you know, Adam Sandler was just some goofy guy who made up bullshit lyrics on Saturday Night Live, and that was how he got his fame, you know, mm-hmm. singing that in the Hanukkah song, which was like, okay, cool, you know, here's a Jewish guy singing all this crazy shit, and it's, Happy Gilmore was actually really pretty good, I liked it for what it was, it was, you know, uh, what was your opinions, Mike? Happy Gilmore is easily one of Sandler's best films, if not his, one of his most funniest films, um, for me, you know, I don't talk about sports that much. I am a huge sports fan, especially when it comes to my hometown. And the fact that he was wearing a Boston Bruins jersey through the first half of the movie, that was just simply amazing. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, uh, you know. so you, you've got this, this – I mean, if you look at this movie, you've got this guy who has all this passion and enthusiasm of doing one sport – that he absolutely sucks at. <laughs> the only reason why Happy Gilmore wants to be a hockey player is because he likes to fight. You know, that's the only – and don't get me wrong. 
the fights that break out at hockey games are absolutely amazing, hilarious, and fun to watch. But the point of hockey is to being able to score goals. I mean, this guy, Happy, is like the anti-Fulton. He couldn't hit a goal post in, you know, with a with a 20-foot hockey stick. I mean, you know, you look at the Mighty Ducks and you look at Fulton, and the only downside of that character is he can't skate. But he can stand there and he can shoot the puck as hard as he can and hit the goal almost every time. Um, um, almost every time. Three out of five. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you look at Happy and he, he's a guy who his enthusiasm is what drives him. And he doesn't care about anything other than hockey. He just uh, – I mean obviously he cares about his grandma which comes later and everything else. But like he looks at the golf thing like – you know, goofy pants and a, you know, goofy pants and a fat ass. I mean, that's all you need golf for. Uh, you know, that's what he looks at it like, but he's a character who can combine hockey and golf. Um, and it, his, his really, really poor slap shot works out to be the best drive we've ever seen. (laughs) Golf. I mean, mean, this guy can. In the movie, the character drives like 400 yards every time. Hey, 50 bucks says you can't do that again. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, you hit that guy across the street. Oh, sorry. Here, 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 let me me do it again. Oh, you hit his wife. <laughs> Absolutely. And the effects and how they got that to happen. Like once he swung and then the special effects take over with the ball. Like there's no way in hell. That that was sped up film. That had to have been. Because I'm sorry, there's is as cool as Adam Sandler is in, in general, there's no way in hell he could hit a four hundred yard. So the ball spinning and the trees flying that all had to be sped up film, some sort of special effect. Uh, it was course. an amazing special effect. I, I, I friggin' loved it. I loved the the hits that they put on it, the 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 sound effects, the hitting of the ball, and then just the sound effect of it traveling. Absolutely love that. Um, and you would think though, if ha- if if Happy really hit the ball that far, that and it it built up that amount of speed, there would be a hole in that guy's head. He wouldn't have just gotten knocked down because that ball's not gonna. I mean. You hit a ball that fa- that that hard that fast and it travels that fast. You, it, it, it's like a speeding bullet. Yeah. There's no way in hell it's just gonna hit hit you on your noggin and just knock you over. It's going to go right through your forehead into the back of your skull. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's it, again. I'm I'm gonna cross reference with um with uh, uh Mighty Ducks in the Mighty Ducks in D3 the Mighty Ducks they they brought in Russ Tyler who had the knuckle puck and the knuckle puck was similar to Happy's shooting the the driver in uh in Happy Gilmore here where the knuckle puck was going so fast it vaporized part of the net when he shot it <laughs> so yeah <laughs> uh but no, happy gilmore was was absolutely amazing it, it was a fun movie uh you know you start out with this kind of kind of a loser character and i mean he, he thinks yeah. he's cool and but he's he's kind of a loser he loses his girlfriend and uh, oh god that, that scene in the beginning where he's talking into the the 
the inner cow. Oh god, that's just so painful. <laughs> it's it's so painful to watch because it's so uncomfortable and it's like, oh my god, it's funny. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying it's very very uncomfortable to watch oh. that scene. Well, that whole scene just the, just the, when you see him talking into it and his girlfriend walks away, and then you see the old Chinese lady come up and she's <laughs> listening to it. And then the next thing you see is her at the door and he kind of like just, eh, whatever." <laughs> And, and the next morning, wait, wait, you don't want to have cereal with me? I know this wasn't the same lady, but as soon as I saw her, and I think, yeah, Dude, Where's My Car came out after this, but as soon as I saw her, I, I, as soon as I watched this film again, as soon as I saw her, the first thing I thought of was, and then? And then? <laughs> first thing I thought of. Um, but no, I mean, so so you've got Happy, uh, you know, you've got... Um, you got Carl Weathers training Happy now. Uh, bring in Carl Weathers as retired golf pro that lost oh. his day. Oh and, my and God! Have you now? I have to bring this up here as a, as a little aside. Have you seen the Toy Story of Terror episode that they did uh, yes. for, for Halloween last year? Okay, yes, because they make references to his hand in that. Yes, they straight do. out of this. And I was just like, I, I was just waiting, thinking to myself. Combat Carl is going to be golfing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, man. Um, yeah, good old Combat Carl. Oh, but yeah, this was just, I, I love this. I mean, you've got Julie Bowen. You've got Francis Bay as his grandmother. Uh, let, let's give just a little quick rundown of, of what exactly happens here. The, the whole plot of the story is that he starts off, he learns how to play hockey from his dad and his dad, the, the opening scene where you see him and it's showing like all the video of him as, you know, growing up as a kid, you see his dad taking him to hockey games and that's where he learns to love hockey is because mm -hmm. his father had such an attachment to it. And then you see his father with the video camera taking a shot to the head and dying and that's it. And the next thing you see is him going to live with his grandmother <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and of course, she shows up, you know, she opens up the door and is wearing a Gene Simmons kiss mask, which I didn't quite get that, but I kind of just went, okay, whatever. <laughs> no, is, isn't that, in his, isn't that his, in his dream? That's in his dream. Yes, it shows up in the dream later that his grandmother's yeah, French yeah, kissing. But that's not, I don't, she's not wearing a Gene Simmons mask when he first, first goes to see her, is he? Is yeah. she? Yeah, when he's a kid. That's the very first time. Oh, he when he's a kid. Yeah. Okay. I thought you meant when he's an adult. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, I got it now. But she goes through, she raises Happy, and towards the beginning of the movie, she finds out that, you know, Happy finds out that she owes $275,000 in back taxes to the IRS. And so the house is about ready to be seized. She's being kicked out to go live in a retirement home. Which that whole thing being run by Ben Stiller. <laughs> I oh, think that man. was the first time I had ever seen Ben Stiller. Oh man. And I and I, I have grown to loathe him over the years. There's only a few films of his that I absolutely enjoy. Um but I, I just don't like his his comedic style is really what it is. No. I mean, even when he was doing the Ben Stiller show, he was not funny. I'm sorry. Well, no, I mean, not really at all. But we do see him, and Happy discovers while he's while these guys are uh, 
packing up his grandmother's house, he finds his grandfather's old golf clubs, and they start trying to hold golfing contests to drive the ball. And this is where he discovers that that horrible slap shot that he has has power to run the ball 400 yards. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, you know, I mean, I, I love that. He starts going on. He meets up with Carl Weathers as Carl Weathers introduces him to being a golf pro and starts getting him to, you know, he starts kind of hustling money on the golf courses. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, go ahead, Mike. I mean, I know you, you love this film more than I do. I mean, I, I still love this film. Don't get me wrong, but. <laughs> Basically, Chubbs finds him. Uh, you know, hustling people on the golf course with the driver. And then Chubbs is like, you can make some real money here, son. And you can do this and you can do that with that driver. Ears, all, you, all we got to do is work on your short game. And uh, so they go on the first tour. And this is where we meet Shooter McGavin, <laughs> a.k.a. Christopher McDonald. Now, this was the first time I'd ever seen this guy. Every time I reference this actor... I always this is the first rule. I, I I don't even say Christopher McDonald. I just say Shooter McGavin. Everybody knows who he's talking about. <laughs> uh, you know, um, the interesting thing about him is after this movie. Well, yeah, well, right at the time of this movie, actually, um, you said this was out in '96, right? Let's uh-huh. see, February sixteenth, '96. I need to see if it's uh, – but anyway, so so we meet Shooter McGavin and uh, he is the golf pro. He is the the specialist. He's the guy – he's the hotshot golfer of this club and uh, he, um, he doesn't like Happy obviously. Um, right. Happy's kind of a bad boy of golf, mm-hmm. best way to put it. <laughs> Pretty much, yes. Uh, that's that is the best way to put it, um, and we you know so we've got that. Let me see here. Um, September. So that be let's see. February, I'm sorry. I'm I'm. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. So Happy Gilmore came out February sixteenth, nineteen ninety six, with Shooter McGavin and Christopher McDonald. Now. Um, close to nine months later, eight or nine months later, September 6th, 1996, The Last Son of Krypton, parts one through three, um, aired. Uh, The Last Son of Krypton, parts one through three, is the opening plot arc to Superman, the animated series, and Shooter McGavin plays... Jor-El, Superman's father. Yes. <laughs> the voice of Jor-El. When I saw that, I'm like, hey, that's Shooter McGavin. That's so awesome. <laughs> uh, he would later go on to voice uh, Kal-El himself, Superman, the future Superman in uh, in Batman Beyond in uh, Justice League's uh, The Call episode in season three of Batman Beyond. So that was kind of cool. Um, I've always liked Christopher McDonald as an actor. I think he's a really cool actor. Um his voice, his look is always most recognizable. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, I, I remember seeing him. The very first time I ever saw Christopher McDonald was, I'm ashamed to admit this, in the movie Breakin'. Which oh, was, Lord. Yeah, back in the 80s. I remember watching this because I was all fascinated with breakdancing at the time. You know, and I was, I was a young, impressionable kid. What can I say? Apparently Chris, so. Yeah, well, Christopher <laughs> McDonald is this, is this guy who's like, he's kind of this 
the this big wig in this head of like a like a Juilliard type school for that movie, and he's yelling at these people who are going to try and let these kids in that are break dancing, you know, and they're they're out there dancing and they're trying to do their thing so that they can get scholarships into the school, and he's like, "Are you seeing this? Are you seeing this? Look at this crap! I can't believe you guys are actually seriously considering letting these people in. They're you know, <laughs> it, it's and he's just going off and it's kind of like okay." And that was that was where I remember seeing him first from. But when I saw this, I was kind of like, "Oh, this is this is Christopher McDonald. I've seen him before in Breaking. This is the Breaking guy." But you know, he's just he's hilarious. I love him with his style here for this. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I mean, you know, he plays a really really good villain. He also, I mean, Christopher McDonald is is the one of the best people to play a villain. He really is uh, in film, television, animation, whatever. Um, after this, the only other two times I can remember, like, I haven't like super followed his career other than this film and other than Superman, the animated series and Batman beyond stuff like that. But the only other two times that I remember him playing a villain, he was a backer for, Oh, I know what it was. Um, Law and order criminal intent. They did an episode based around, the horrible production that was Spider-Man in the dark, oh. just exposing all the, I mean, it was, it was a fictional version of it, but it was loosely based on the problems that that production had had. And one of the stars in, in the law and order episode died. And, and, uh, he was Christopher McDonald was like one of the studio heads or something like that. So he's a villain in that. And then he was the evil principal Brennigan, in the Disney Channel original movie Lemonade Mouth. <laughs> so those are the two times I really, really remember him. Well, looking back through his history here, he's actually had quite a few roles where he's been kind of a villain here. Uh, he was Dean Simmons in The House Bunny, which was, he basically kind of played the same kind of role as he did here in Happy Gilmore. Yeah. Uh, you know, just kind of the bad guy trying to stop stop everybody from getting into, you know, getting a... Uh, uh, God, I'm trying to think of what, what it is. It's the sorority. They're, he's trying to make sure that the sorority gets banned and all this. Uh, and then, of course, you have him also. I just happened to see this. He was uh, Harvey Dent in Beware the Batman. I had no idea on that one. Okay, yeah. This has just happened, actually. This is currently... See, with Beware the Batman, um, I guess Cartoon, and Net Cartoon Network and Warner Brothers and... And DC kind of had a falling out or something or other, and they're basically in the process of killing off Beware the Batman. Um, what had happened was the – it's kind of like what had happened with Green Lantern, the animated series, where they put it on hiatus for the longest time, and then they just kind of burned off the remaining episodes of the first season. It's kind of what's happening with Beware the Batman. They didn't air – uh, the remaining episodes uh, for a long time, and now they're just starting to air them because they kicked it to uh, Adult Swim, where they brought back Toonami. Ah. Uh. Uh, so basically, Beware the Batman will be on at like two thirty in the morning Eastern time. So it, it yeah, uh, him as Harvey Dent, it, it it works in the series. It's it's pretty cool. I just wish that that series would have gotten a little bit better. Um, a little bit better fanfare, though, as far as the, the the brass and all that crap. Well, again, it's Cartoon Network and they're assholes, and we know that. So true. Uh, 
moving on though, let's let's get back to since I know we're kind of wandering away from the story plot of it. The whole thing basically takes place with Happy going through and discovering that he's got this talent to golf, and he meets up with Carl Weathers. Carl Weathers has lost a hand. I, I love this because he loses a hand from an alligator that bit his hand off down in Florida. Yeah. And he rips the eyeball out of the alligator, but mm-hmm. the gator makes off with his hand regardless. And so that whole thing, that whole tie in there comes back to bite him in the ass later. Well, I shouldn't say bite him in the ass because it comes to bite happy in the ass. Really? Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, you, you got that. He, he's happy discovers that he's got this talent um, Julie Bowen's character, who's Virginia Bennett, she shows up because she's the uh, tour PR tour PR head. Yeah, and she's there trying to keep Happy in line because she doesn't want him cussing and swearing and throwing clubs on the golf course and everything. You know, trying to make him a little bit more impressionable player for younger people and for the for the rowdy crowd that comes in. I mean, let's face it, that's what comes in for him. It's a bunch of rednecks. It looks like NASCAR at a golf event. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very true. So, but I mean, you see all this. You see them going back and forth. Uh, I, I love how Happy gets suspended here because they, they bring in Bob Barker, which is one of my favorite <laughs> scenes of all time. Just, Every if you haven't seen this movie, you still know this scene. Even yes. if you have never seen this movie, the price is wrong, bitch. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and then Bob Barker beats the crap out of Adam Sandler. That was oh my god. <laughs> Amazing. I just I just about died with that. I was like, okay. <laughs> You can't have a real Adam Sandler movie without Bob Barker coming in and beating the crap out of him. Yes. <laughs> uh, but I, I love all this here because during that game, he finds out, Adam Sandler finds out that the gator, he sees the gator, he kills the gator because the gator ate his ball. Yeah, uh, and he rips his eye out. Yep. He takes the gator back and goes to give the gator as a surprise. To Chubbs. And, and that just... Oh my God! And he falls out the window and dies. <laughs> yep. You know, and it was just, and then of course everybody's giving him shit because he killed Chubbs. You mm-hmm. know, and that just, oh man. Uh, but that, and then of course, just before that, you know, he's having this problem with his, with his putting game, and so Chubbs takes him to a miniature golf course, and that whole earthquake. <laughs> golf course that was just classic because it sets it all up for the very end and you see absolutely it. you know that that's what's going to happen with this as soon mm-hmm. as you see what what the setup is and he learns how to putt and properly putt and the whole thing of go to your happy place you know find your happy place and you see him you see julie bowen dressed up in that hot lingerie oh my god Yep. <laughs> you know i i Never really was a fan, even now with Julie Bowen, because she shows up again on um, Modern Family, and she's hot. Yeah, I'll give her that, but it's not the same as in Happy Gilmore. I'm sorry. Well, it's been nearly 20 years. She's aged. I mean, yeah, <laughs> reminds me of that. Reminds me of that Jeff Dunham joke when uh, when when he asks Walter about his wife, and Walter says. She's aging like milk. <laughs> oh. 
Yeah, that's probably the best way to put it. But I mean, you know, you just see that. And that, I, I got to admit, the whole dream sequence thing was just, that was really friggin' out there. I mean, you it, see. It was. Yeah. I, I, I still don't get. You see her laying there on the bed, you know, in the middle of this pond area. She's holding beer. You know, she's drinking beer. And you see Happy getting all happy about that. You see his grandmother winning money at a slot machine. And then for some reason, there's a little person running through in a cowboy outfit. Yeah, he... Adam Sandler likes... I'm going to use the non-PC term. Adam Sandler likes midgets. I mean, that's just what it is. (laughs) Yeah, I, I don't get it. I was like... What the hell does that have to do with anything? But I, I guess it's supposed to be funny. I mean, yeah. I mean, I laughed at it. It was all right. I every time I see that scene, I don't think it's the same guy, but it's so weird. Every time I see that scene, I think it's friggin' Hornswoggle from WWE. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah. I, I in I have to admit the putter that Chubbs gives him that was just classic. A giant hockey stick head putter. Yep. Uh, now, obviously, you know, that's not really legal to play with. And I'm going to point that out because I know that there are people who are, you know, these naysayers and like, oh, my God, oh, my God, he, he would never really be able to play with that. You know what? It's a fucking movie. Just a, go with it. <laughs> and again, it goes back to, you know, incorporating both things in happy's world it's incorporating the hockey and the golf yeah uh i love though the very end when we see this whole tournament chubbs and you know chubbs is pushing him to go through the rest of the tournament and shooter comes in right as they get the money to try and buy his grandmother's house back at auction shooter takes and buys up the house yeah and it was just kind of one of these little bastard movements when you see it Oh, absolutely. And the bet that shoot the bet that shooter makes. Oh, you know what? If I win, you know, I get to keep the house. If you win, I'll give you the house. You know, it was kind of like, okay. You knew you knew that, that was going to happen. You you know what's going to happen at that point is that Happy's going to make it, you know, he's going to beat Shooter in tournament. He's going to win the house back. Mm-hmm. You know, end of story. We all know that that's how this is going to ap- happen. Because it's a happy, you know, it's supposed to be a happy ending type movie. Oh, absolutely. You know, if I'm spoiling this for anybody, tough shit. It came out. It's a 20-year-old, it's almost, it's a a 18-year-old movie. If you haven't seen it by now, there's something wrong with you. Yeah. You know, people, you know, a couple of the other hosts on GCR and sometimes Steve Megatron, sometimes... um, uh, my buddy Optimus Solo from the telecast will tell me, oh, you you have no sense of humor. You, you you don't know how to laugh. You don't find things funny that other people find funny. Sure, no, I don't. I mean, you know, an hour and a half, okay, outside of the old Kevin Smith film, films, today's hour and a half, two hours of dick and fart joke movies, I just don't care. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, this movie is absolutely hilarious. And 18 years you know, 18 years ago and still now, it is still so damn hilarious. Absolutely love it. Oh, well, I will tell you that there is, from this movie, there are references through everything that, that you see. Cause, I mean, this is really kind of the start of Adam Sandler's career. Yeah, I mean, he starts off a production company after this movie, and he calls it Happy Madison Productions. Yeah. 
based on based on this and Billy Madison, where he made Billy money Madison. to do that. You know, uh, and and there's all sorts of little jokes that come up from this movie that show up in later films. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is it? Fifty first dates when he's out golfing with Rob Schneider's character, and you see him and he's teaching he's teaching Rob Schneider's kids how to golf. And they're all running up and doing the smack just like he did in yep, Happy Gilmore. In Happy so, Gilmore, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, just nice little references. Absolutely. Um, uh, you mentioned that this does have a lot of references, not only in Adam's other movies, but it also has references elsewhere. And I didn't realize this until I rewatched it. Um, I don't know if you're a fan of the uh, uh, the. The Dylan twins, the or the um, the Spruce twins, the Sprouse brothers, uh, Zach and uh, Zach and Cody, uh, friggin' Sweet Life of Zach and Cody and Sweet Life on Deck, uh, the kid that was in Big Daddy, um, yeah. those twins, um, Dylan and and Cole, uh, they went on and had this Disney Channel series, two versions of it, Sweet Life on Deck and Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. Sweet Life on Deck is the second series. In that, Brenda Song. <laughs> plays London Tipton. There's an episode where we find out Mr. Mosby is a great piano player and she tries to find one of the just one of these random like they're in New Orleans so she tries to find some, you know, random amazing piano player so she can get Mosby and she just makes something up. And part of the thing part of the joke she makes up is that the this guy can't come and perform because his foot got stuck in a gator. <laughs> oh, God. And it's like, oh, my God. This is so hilarious. So it's like, yeah. Um, no, absolutely love this movie. Uh, I, I do like Ben Stiller's cameo. He's he's very creepy and evil here. Um, I, I, I like the majority of the cast. Um, obviously, uh, Richard Kell as, uh, as, as Mr. Larson – um, just, that was, that was classic. Cause I mean, you see him at first and the very first time that you see him is happy is screwing around mm-hmm. on a construction site and shoots a nail into his head. Yep. <laughs> and seeing this and seeing the nail sticking out of his head, looking like some sort of Martian antenna was just hilarious. <laughs> and he's walking around and just kind of like, you know, and then later on you see him. He he's you know a fan of Adam Sandler, you know he's a fan of Happy Gilmore out there on the golf course, and he's like standing there, and you know Happy goes, oh oh God, oh Mr. Larson, um, hi, I'm you know, and he goes, oh yeah, the nail comes out next week, nail still sticking there in his head, and he's kind of like, I'm really sorry about that. Oh no no, you know we're we're gonna let bygones be bygones, Happy. <laughs> yeah. And of course the bit where Shooter McGavin is standing out there. And he starts getting pissed off because they keep making noise. And he goes to turn around. And he goes, look, you moron. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. You know, just I mean, that was that was probably one of the best things. And I just I burst out laughing every time I see that because, you know, Richard Keel, you know, God rest his soul. He was he was actually a really comedic type of guy. I mean, even with his roles as Jaws, you know, he was. Yeah. He always kind of played this goofy character because he was tall. He was big. He was he was seven foot tall. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the fact that he's towering over everybody else in this show, you know, everybody else in this movie. And, of course, he has some of the best things that you see about him. That shirt that, he said, that he's wearing, you know, guns don't kill people. I kill people. <laughs> 
that was just, you know, that was great. And his whole attitude of, you know, you're going to meet me in the parking lot after all this. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, now looking back on it, I remember when I first for years and years that I had seen this movie up till now, up until this most recent release or this most recent watching for me, I didn't remember him as oh, Jaws. I mean, I, I, I remember Jaws. I know who Jaws is. I just didn't make that connection that they were the same actor. Um, and I got to say, after watching it this last time, it's like I was half expecting him to show up with metal teeth in the parking lot. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean, he was he was great. I mean, he had a lot of he had a lot of roles. I mean, he showed up and when you look at it, he was in Cannonball Run, too. I mean, he always kind of played this big hulking, you know, villain type guy. Um, you know, Mr. Larson, he was. <laughs> He did kind of reprise his Jaws role in uh, the 1999 Inspector Gadget. He was the famous big guy with silver teeth, which I loved. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I know. It's it's kind of one of these stupid things. That's, well, that's one of those. You're talking about the, the original, the um, the Matthew Broderick film. Yes. I don't think he came back for the sequel. No. Um, yeah, I saw that in theaters. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I was smoking in 1999. I actually saw it on Disney Channel, so I was uh, lucky enough for that. But yeah, um, I, I I think it was the whole thing. I, I was I was where was I? Ninety nine. I don't know. I think I saw it. I don't remember. I I remember seeing it in theaters, but I don't think it was like right when it came out. Um. So basically, like you said, you know, you get the setup at 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 the mini golf and. You know, we go on to the finals, and and Chubbs is gone, but he's still with Happy, and he has his his long game back, and uh, he um, let's see, we, we we get to the final hole, and uh, you know, Shooter had to play it off Frankenstein's fat foot because it landed on his. On his foot. So when um, the jackass guy, Donald, who is Shooter's little lackey there. Yes. Uh, and, and that's another thing. Everybody remembers this movie about jackass. You know, just, just that little guy. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> um, he, he rams the, the, the Volkswagen into the TV tower. And this is how we get this whole mimic of of the earthquake the the city scene in in the mini golf and it winds up and and virginia pipes up and says okay well you know we can you know postpone this till tomorrow and that's our shooter says oh no 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 he either plays it here or takes it you know what whatever the rule is i forget and he, he goes i had to play it off frankenstein's fat foot and and uh Doug, the the tour manager, is like, all right, Happy, what do you want to do? No, it's okay. I'll just beat him now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and we we get to where he makes the shot, and we see this Looney Tunes like you know ball going. You know, it, it's it really seriously reminds me of the whole um, Bully for Bugs cartoon from Looney Tunes where. Bugs at the end of facing the bull sets up this whole thing where he trips the bull. The bull goes flying. The bull gets flypaper stuck to the bottom of his stomach. Then, you know, because of the flypaper and the friction, it, it 
you know, lights the match and the match goes and sets off the, the dynamite and it stops where the bull blows up. That's what this really seriously reminds me of because it's oh, yeah. going left, right, left, right, up, down, over and in, in and everything else. And it finally goes in the hole and happy wins and yay, everybody. But wait, there's more. Yes. <laughs> I, feel like this, I feel like the end of this movie is an infomercial. But wait, there's more. You can do this. And so – Happy wins. He's more happy about winning the money than he is the prestige of the gold jacket. Let's face it, Shooter really kind of needs that that acknowledgement more so. Let's face it, Shooter doesn't need the money. I mean, Shooter no. bought bought his grandmother's house for crap's sake. Um, you know, so Shooter steals the jacket. Goes running, and here comes Jaws. Dun 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 dun. Uh, excuse me, that that's Mr. Gilmore's. Bring that back, and 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 he tackles him and wrestles the jacket off of off of Shooter and gives it to Happy. And yeah, just and uh, absolutely amazing ending. Really, oh. really great ending. And we also see, you know, a Star Wars like instead of a dream sequence, we see a Star Wars like vision. Of happy looking up to the sky, and you see, you see Chubbs, and you see the Gator, and everything else, and Chubbs has both hands, and <laughs> you see Chubbs, Abraham Lincoln, and the Alligator, which yes, again, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's just one of those things that I was kind of like, uh, okay, whatever. <laughs> I couldn't tell you. I honestly so, could not tell you. Uh. I do want to touch real quick. We've gone over most of the cast here in this film. Uh, there were a couple of people who showed up and I, I gotta say, I loved them because they show up later on in other films and they've, they've actually had pretty big roles for later happy Gilmore production or happy Madison productions. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alan covert. He is the homeless guy who ends up being happy's caddy when he's walking around because Happy has to have a caddy when he's going through the entire course. Right, right. Um, Alan Covert actually stars in the movie Grandma's Boy. Uh, he shows up in, like, he's just kind of like one of these friends. And this is the thing that Adam Sandler seems to do is he'll put together a movie and then he'll just grab friends of his and put them into his films. And Alan Covert is one of these one of these guys. He shows up in, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. Mm. Uh I want to say he shows up in uh, the oh geez the one where they go back to they go back to their hometown and they're all seeing everybody in the hometown and they end up living there. Um, it's all during the summer. Jesus, what what the hell is this movie? It, it's him and David Spade. Uh, oh, um, I was going to say summer rental, but that's candy. Yeah. Um, oh, Jesus, this is going to drive me nuts now. I can't remember what it is. <laughs> and I'm sure people are screaming at their stuff. It's this movie. Oh, Jesus. You said it was a David Spade movie? Uh, David Spade's in it. Chris Rock is in it. Oh, uh, Lord. Um, yeah. Uh, and what, do you remember sequel. You remember what year? Grown Ups. Oh, Grown Ups. Yeah. yeah, Grown Ups and yeah. Grown Ups 2. I was like, shit, what is it? Ah. But yeah, it's, you know, he he shows up in like all these different films, and it's just I, I gotta say, I love him in it. He's he plays this little hilarious role where it's always a small part, kind of mm-hmm. thing. But well, that's what Adam does, and that's what Adam does well. Any friends of his, any friends of his in the business, he will give them, 
more roles in later movies. Um, you know, he just will. Uh, what is so strange to me now about Adam Sandler's movies, and we'll probably have to cover this at some point, but uh, in Fifty First Dates, it's really strange and really ironic that you would have Rudy as a roiding... <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sean Astin as Doug... Uh, Lucy's brother, and then to turn around to have you know have him there, and then to turn around and have him be the voice of Raph in TMNT 2012. It's like, oh my god, this is so so amazing. Um, um, but no, Happy Gilmore, absolutely love it. Uh, it's a wonderful, heartwarming film. It it actually came off a lot better than I ever expected it to be because I always thought it was just going to be, you know, Adam Sandler trying to make funny and Adam Sandler not being funny. That happens later in his career, in my personal opinion. Yeah. Um, I think after Click, he kind of uh, he kind of peaked at that point. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I will say I liked, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry, and, and I liked the story and the, the message behind that one, but... Mm-hmm. You're right. Click was pretty much all downhill from there. Yeah. I think because I haven't seen Grown Ups, I haven't seen the sequel. It's just I'm I'm waiting for Adam to, and, and I'm sure they're perfectly fine films if you like his films. I'm just I, I miss the old Adam. I miss the you know what the hell happened to me? You know, comedy album. Adam Sandler, you know. Yeah. Um, I, I, lo- I love that skit with the goat off that album. <laughs> it's oh, yeah. just amazing. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I miss the old days. I miss, you know, uh, at the same time, I'm glad he hasn't gone back to do like a half, like, you know, you see, you know, 20, 30 years later, oh, let's do a Ghostbusters 3. Let's do a Beverly Hills Cop 4. Let's do this. Let's do this. I'm, ha- I'm very excited and happy that he did not go back and do like a Happy Gilmore 2 or a 51st Dates 2 or... Uh, you know that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, I, he's just as as an actor, and he's just kind of fallen off my radar. Yeah, he's. You know, I mean, he was great when he did things like Piece of Shit Car, but <laughs> now, Adam. I mean, he's. It's like he's trying to be more of a family man, which I get he, that. I applaud him he's, for that. He's growing up. He's he's getting older. So I mean, that's fine. I don't have a problem with that. I just like, all right. We already mentioned it, but like the grown ups films, those are the kinds of films that I'm talking about today that have the comedy that I just can't laugh at. Yeah. You know, I, I just don't find them funny. Yeah, um, and it's unfortunate. I mean, it's maybe we're stuck in a different time. Maybe that's us being generational. I'm sorry, yeah. folks, but <laughs> this was better than what he's producing now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hell, even Eight Crazy Nights is better than what he's producing now. <laughs> yeah, and that was pretty sad. I mean, I I actually, <laughs> God, I can't believe I paid money to see that shit. <laughs> uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, so final thoughts on this, Mike. What, were you, what did you like about this film? Overall, I love the characters. I love how they're all very different. I love that they incorporated Carl Weathers into this movie because, you know, after seeing Rocky, you don't think Apollo's ever going to, not necessarily ever going to be known as anything else, but it's really nice to, I mean, it's a nice thing when actors like him show up and stuff because 
you think of them as one thing. Like most of us of our generation think of him as Apollo from the Rocky films. Yep. Well, well, I remember you know, him he, as Action Jackson too, but that Okay, was, yeah, I, I remember that too, <laughs> but um you know, but when when he does show up elsewhere you're like, "Hey, I know that guy." Yep. <laughs> you know, I know that actor and it, it, and it's really really awesome. Overall, the plot is, the plot still holds up. Uh the action scenes are great. The comedy scenes are funny. Um, it doesn't lose anything. It hasn't lost anything over time as far as meaning for the movie. Um, so absolutely love it. All right. Well, I, I got to say, I mean, this is one of my more favorite act, Adam Sandler films. I, you know, I don't have a whole lot of Adam Sandler films that I like, but this is definitely one of them. It actually came off very well. I, you know, it was tasteful. I, I thought it was very well done, and it was it was something that if you can get past the swearing, you can get past, you know, Sandler going off with a potty mouth, it's something I actually would allow kids to watch because it does tell a good story. It shows him trying to be good, you know, trying to calm down. So I kind of mm-hmm. like that, you know. It, it was just, it was a good good movie overall, I thought. Absolutely. So we'll go ahead and close this out here. I'm not sure what I'll put in at the end yet. Maybe I'll put in that creepy, weird song that we have from uh, his dream sequences. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> sure. Uh, but, Mike, I know that you have some things coming up on GCRN. Uh, we have got a ton of stuff. There's way too, mu- too much to mention. I will say right now we have launched our new television discussion podcast entitled Remote Control. It covers anything from the year 2000 to whenever now is. We do still have our retro TV podcast, which is the Telecast with Optimus Solo and other hosts, but he's the main host on that. Telecast will cover any retro shows, anything from 1950 to 1999. Um, But Remote Control, I'm very excited. It's going to be awesome. Uh, Basically, what we're going to do is we're going to have several different types of episodes. We're going to have pilot and season premiere episodes where pilot premieres is we take a look at one or sometimes two episodes, depending on the chan- depending on you know stuff like Fox or, or NBC. Like if it's a two night premiere and what you know how people do that nowadays. Um, we're going to look at the pilot of one show. So take um, Red Band Society from Fox. We'll look at its very first episode. We'll talk about the episode. There will be spoilers. Um, but these podcasts will not air until one to two weeks, maybe a month after the pilot has been already out. So that way I avoid having to really even deal with spoilers. Um, and the way we're doing remote control is we're going to record everything in advance of stuff. Uh, so like say we record Gotham flash arrow season three, episode one, that kind of thing. We'll record it and then we'll release it within like, you know, two or three or four weeks time of its actual release. That way it's not limiting us to having to do, I've tried doing a weekly television discussion podcast it is extremely hard it is a lot of work and it is a lot of stress to kind of get everything together so the way i'm doing this is with pilot premieres we take a look at the first episode we give our thoughts we give our predictions we'll say whether we're interested in you know going ahead and watching the rest of the season we'll come back and do episodes called finishing finales where it's either going to be 
um, uh, for season finales of current shows like The Big Bang Theory, like season season eight, the final, whatever the final episode number is going to be for season eight, um, or uh, you know stuff like like Red Band Society or Fox uh, Fox's Gotham or you know stuff like that where if it's a new show premiering with a first season, we'll come back and we'll say, hey. Yeah, we did watch the entire season. Here are our thoughts on the season in itself and what happened in the first season. And then we'll give spoiler-filled thoughts on what happened in the actual finale of that season. We're also going to be doing season pass episodes where we watch an entire season of television, take notes, and discuss it in depth. Um, but Remote Control is available now. It will be in iTunes in a couple of days if it's not already on there. But... Uh, it's on geekcastradio.com. It's going to be a blast. I'm absolutely excited and stoked to be to be doing this. Um, and other than that, just go over to www.geekcastradio.com and check out all the content over there. We've got tons of it. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to remote control, partially because I know that I'm going to have a few guest episodes on there. <laughs> yep. Uh, yep, which will be fun. You know, I mean, and I don't want to spoil which ones those will be, so we'll just yeah. leave, it, leave it at that. But uh, for those of you who haven't checked it out, please go. It is this is actually a really good show. I, I'm looking forward to doing it. Uh, we are going to go ahead and close this episode out. I want to thank everybody for listening to talking about my generation. Uh, please feel free to leave us a message on Facebook. You can email us at mygenerationpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we are still doing, I, I do still have some things that I will give away here for uh, for Facebook likes. I mean, I know that technically I'm not supposed to do that anymore here, but I have a bunch of people and that's going to be the easiest way for me to draw names. So if you are, if you have already liked it, you know, like it again, you know, or, or tell other people go and like the or page. Here's a, Here's a better way. Instead of doing it for likes, cater to the people you already know that like the page and just say, hey, tell us how you're liking the show. Leave us a comment. You know, post on the page and tell us what you like about the podcast. Tell us what you don't – you know, be honest. Tell us what you don't like about the podcast and whatever else. And yeah. who, 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 who's ever story is the best to us, we'll, we'll pick a winner that way. That way it's not dealing with – likes yeah. for contests yeah i mean i i will be honest the main reason why i have it for likes is because i can go through and i can see the list of people who have liked right. the page and i can use that as a name as a base to pull from names so if you haven't put your name in <laughs> uh if you want to leave us a voicemail we actually do have a voicemail number now uh this is through google voice uh you can reach us at area code 760 659 zero two four two and you can leave us a message and we'll play it on air uh i gotta be honest we may make fun of you but hey you know that's <laughs> kind of the fun you know if you're good we'll leave you in we'll, we'll you know we won't make fun of you i promise <laughs> so all right well thank you all for listening and we'll go ahead and sign off now
take me far away Yeah.